we had our Congress. We talked about it, and um, since then, what we were supposed to do is to uh, work on the uh, first draft of the new bylaws, and then send that to the procedure for the discussion among the delegates of the Congress, uh, teams and uh, committees, commissions, different governing bodies within the platform for progress, and then um, even the uh, members. We developed uh, some internal struggle. Uh, one of the attorneys, uh, not attorneys, uh, legal experts who uh, is heading our uh, um, owner code committee, uh, who really doesn't understand the situation that we are in in terms of not achieving results that we need to achieve in order to fulfill our mission and, and convinced that we have to stay that we are and, and just push and push, push through it. He's um, doing everything he can to stonewall that process. And uh, yesterday we had a presidency, a meeting of the presidency where we formed another committee to work on the first draft of the new bylaws because he refused to even call the first meeting of the committee that was established. So we are delayed for about a couple of weeks. We'll try to reduce it to seven days and then we proceed. Um, we have to have that new Congress in March, beginning of March, middle of March, the latest so that we can, um, after the discussion throughout the membership, to um, adopt a new set of bylaws and then immediately at the same meeting select a new president, presidential board or presidency, so that we can move on, uh, and, uh, elect other bodies that will be established through the new bylaws and then so we can start working on the uh, both reorganizing the um, platform with within the guidelines of the new bylaws and work on the ground, start working on the ground, getting to the people, uh, identifying potential candidates for our um, list, as they call it, election list for the elections, local elections in 2024. And then working, uh, work on the new financial structure. So a lot of work ahead of us, um, as always, as always, we develop our own internal struggles simply because we established uh, this culture that's completely different and completely misunderstood in Bosnia Herzegovina. It's democracy where people then use that to just propagate their views only, where people talk but not listen, and uh, where the best argument prevails. Everybody believes that they have the answers and only that should be the right answer everybody else should follow. Creating a autocratic behavior in a democratic system and blaming everybody else for autocratic behavior, and then they don't see what they do, what they're doing. But 
capitalism in, in good faith. People really believe that's the only way to do it, but people forget that we are here to advance the cause of the organization, to allow it to thrive, to succeed, and uh, that we live in some reality called Bosnia and Herzegovina. And we need to do everything to, to change that for the better. Um, the set of by the what I envision through this new set of bylaws is, in a way, uh, even greater level of democratization. Even though everybody advises us against it, and on the other, introducing some flexibility that will allow us to operate better. For example, uh, thus far the presidency was the one to uh, to make all the decisions, strategic, political, tactic organizational, and became the bottleneck. Um, I'm envisioning now establishing a new body, and I think I talked about it, called uh, uh, the main board, or the board, or whatever you call it, uh, the main board. The, that will include representatives of all the uh, levels of governing structure within a platform for progress at the level of the counties, level of the entities, counties, cities, municipalities, that their the representatives will be elected by position they hold into this main body. That body that will have between 30 and 70 members will then make all the strategic decisions. They would be, they would meet every three months, let's say, uh, and they would approve the makeup of the presidency. That will then become operational body, executive body of that main body. Um, the presidency, uh, I would like that to, to have what what other heads of what heads of the regional boards or committees have. They have the right to set their own team and then be responsible for it. I would like that for the president as well, that I can create my team and then respond to this main governing body to say, okay, here, these are the tasks you gave us, here's what we did. But then if I select the team, then I didn't have the problem with people who will, out of billions of different reasons, try to impose their will on the process. No, we have the task that's doing so. That's the flexibility that I would like to see, that the president has the same rights as the other um, levels of the government within the platform for progress, but then still within the realm of responsibilities of the, of the main body, meaning main governing body that basically approved, if I recommend, the make of the committee, they say they approve it, of the presence, they approve it. Every three months we come and report on here's what we've done. At every point, the governing body can basically say, listen, we're not happy, we need to make a change. They can suggest, recommend, ask for the change of the presidency, and I will be responsible, or the president, whoever it is, he or she is, would be responsible for recommending new people. If they are unhappy with the president, and convene the Congress and ask the Congress to basically decide on the fate of the president. And I'm also recommending that the 
Congress doesn't have now the delegates, but the whole membership of, so that everybody can make their choices. Even vice presidents, uh, Congress could actually vote. So the one, on the one hand, on the one hand, we are expanding the power of all the members to be a deciding factor on the key issues, of mergers, president, vice president, to introduce a governing body of much larger expanded that would make strategic decisions, and then to turn the presidency only in the operational, operating executive body. And I hope that that is going to be. the catalyst for some really much faster, more efficient work that we need to undertake in the future in order to succeed. Uh, right now, we have in the presidency, we have five, um, let's say we have presidents of the regions that don't, and I know we talked about it, they don't they really have enough members to call the assembly. And without the assembly, you cannot even change that person. And if that person is underperforming, but there is no way to call the presidency, uh, call the uh, assembly to vote on the new person. You cannot even take that person out, even though nothing is happening. It can be the member of the president for four years, be in that role. And then the question is, what do we do after for the next four years? You cannot select anybody, that person stays. Um, system that's not effective. Anyway, I think that is uh, hopefully what needs to happen in the next month. Uh, and then uh, early in the March uh, to have the Congress establish the changes and then proceed to what better. In the country, the situation is getting worse. There, the new guys, the new, uh, the winner, those who won the election are simply, in my mind, taking all the wrong moves, uh, collaborating with the nationalists and are giving in basically to their demands and the future is really uncertain. It is very questionable and for me not always clear what I can do when I should say something publicly didn't accomplish results, electoral. And in that sense, who cares what I think? Didn't get enough votes to be represented at any level of government. On the other, feel responsible for at least a different kind of voice to be heard. Not saying that opposition is not being heard. There are a lot of people who are unhappy with what is happening. But we don't. We cannot be quiet. We have to basically tell people we are here, and we have an opinion on what is happening. More and more, it's becoming obvious that we pay the price of consistency. And as I talked about it, consistency, integrity. Um, people who didn't see what was happening now, I hope it's becoming more and more clear that they fell for it, that they were taken by the populist uh, messages. And the only thing for us is just to stay the course and then keep talking. Perhaps in the, at some point somebody will start listening. Hopefully the international community will start listening. What they have done here is atrocious. It's, it's wrong, not going well for Bosnia. 
the best thing that happened was that they allowed Bosnia to become a member, to become a candidate for membership in the European Union, mostly because of the danger that um, conflict in Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, is bringing to this region. Whether the government will be able to fulfill the re requirements for membership, and there are 14 of those, it's very questionable given the makeup of the new government. But they may even do that just to solidify their hold, their grip on the, on the, power, on the power uh, in the country. NATO membership, which is even more important for Bosnia-Herzegovina, seem to be taking the back seat because of the insistence of Mr. Dodik in Republika Srpska, in which uh, the new uh, representatives on the so-called Bosniak side, even though some of those are broader than that, um, they seem like allow Mr. Dodik to Backpedal on the promises made earlier by previous administrations that we will join the NATO. We'll see. Anyway, it is interesting that we, because of who we are, because of the culture we introduce that's foreign to Bosnians at this point. We are paying that price even internally when people simply don't understand, misuse it. And we just cannot shake it off and have an internal team that will work as one and come to some, hopefully, good changes both in the country, both in, in, in Platform for Progress and eventually in the country. Uh, we are struggling within ourselves more so than with anybody else or the outside opponents, but such is life. Anyway, uh, because I'm here in the States, I started my teaching responsibilities and um, uh, I'm not spending as much time on the problems there, but it's, it's, it's an opportune time for me even to be here at this time because through Zoom communications we can talk about this process and what needs to happen is really an honest conversation about and a discussion about the new set of bylaws, which doesn't require my presence there. But um, pretty soon, um, as soon as we need to start moving on executing the direction set in the that will be set in you set of bios it's going to be really important to be on the ground and start the process and participate in the process that's it really for now and i know i've asked you this on more than one occasion but i'll ask again does it continue to be frustrating for you to have to deal with some of these same same cultural internal issues that have been going on for so long and yet you can't figure out a way to break through it. Oh, uh, I thought about it today, that very question. Um, the first two years, so I've been with this for more than four years. The first two years were really fun. I, I woke up every day with a smile on my face, looking forward to the day. 
Then after the local elections 20, when we developed those internal problems, developed or they were there, and so we didn't know, whatever. When it became destructive, when it became even personal, personal attacks, uh, it stopped being fun, it became chore. And there are some of the meetings like this one, presidency, this meeting and the one before, where we developed develop these issues with um, creating the first version of the bylaws and how do we read the law one way or another and nitpicking and stuff. I, uh, I, I noticed that I'm going into the meeting with apprehension. The night before, uh, I don't sleep well. There's anxiety. And I don't need it. I never had that in my life. And it started two years ago when it was really vicious attacks on me personally. And this is now becoming personal when somebody develops for some reason um, uh, certain dislike or, or animosity toward me. And then that drives everything else. Uh, on the one hand, respect. On the other, animosity. And then everything you say becomes the problem. Every word, you have to start picking the words. And then among friends and those who mean the same or think the same, not think, think the same way, but wish the same thing, um, that doesn't happen. And at this point, I am really uh, questioning whether it's worth your help because it is affecting me. And I decided. Just today, thinking about it, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. Let, no, no, not that I don't want to do this. I want to do this, but I don't want to allow them to to do that to me. I gave it, gave people so much space, um, and we developed a system in which everybody can be who they are and find a way to contribute, uh, think what they want. But the, the only requirement is let's move in the same direction. But people use that to uh, create either their own agendas or to impose their opinion, no matter what others think. And that's not how you build systems. You have to have the same um, the same goal. You have to have respect for what others say. But then there's majority, and the majority decides, and we move on. You cannot keep your opinion and act on it, knowing that nobody else support and um, obviously Bosnia Herzegovina is not uh, at this point a good ground for this type of thinking and uh, what we brought there but we have to persist but I, I cannot allow it to get to myself the way I was doing it as far caring too much and for every single word that somebody says the words mean to me a lot Actions mean to me. But for most people, it's like, oh, you can say one thing today and tomorrow something else, and I cannot do that. And it's it's really affecting me at this point, social uh, health. I don't like it. Well, do, do people within the platform, I mean, are they grasping the idea that this change in the bylaws will help mitigate some of the issues that have occurred in the past and that it is a positive step forward? Well, most, most do. So let's say the Congress was, um, yeah, well, 
huge majority of people, delegates in the Congress, uh, are accepted, and they need it, and they, they were the one pushing uh, for um, some kind of change uh, in, in our operation. They see inefficiency, they see that things last forever, and there's no responsibility, nobody's paying the price for inaction or the wrong actions, and that we cannot actually deal with those who are either not performing or are acting against us, really. Most members of the presidency as well. But there are some members of the presidency who um, feel like they've done nothing wrong and they should continue in that role. And therefore, they develop some re resistance to, to the process. But then I understand that. Okay. But still. You discuss it, you argue, the majority, let's move. So um, I would say most people and most members um, believe that this way of doing business cannot last and cannot get us anywhere. Um, do we have enough people to take on the responsibility and to carry out the processes that need, that need to be carried out in order for us to succeed, I'm not sure. We have some good people, but um, they're not huge in numbers, and we need to develop that. That is why it is going to be a very important to have the proper human resources team that will allow us to grow, find the best uh, candidates, people, and even suggest to those who he should go after to join us, identify them in the public space. Yeah. And just in one last one, and you touched upon it briefly, but is the general populace as a whole, are they even remotely grasping the idea of these folks that they elected back in the, in the fall? It's not, it hasn't changed anything. I mean, it's, it's just, it was kind of a mirror. Oh, this is, this is what it's going to be. We're going to change it. And it really hasn't changed anything. I, and most people, I think I would say most members um, really welcomed the decision of the presidency to resign because they felt that that's the body that was making most, if not all, decisions. And if the results are not good, then you have to feel responsible. Now, it is true that some members were there for four years, some of them for two years, some of them for a few months, which makes the reasoning and the argument a little bit harder to make and decide who, what, when, and how. But it is true, we can just look at the indicators. We are not growing in terms of the membership actually going down. We are not. We have shrunk substantially in terms of the number of committees within various cities. So it's obvious that we are entering in a certain phase where mature mature political behavior is required in order for us to understand now that the pruning happened and those who are who came to us for billion different reasons but none of them strong enough to hold them strong in, in the belief in that idea 
no, let's take what we have and build from there and find the right people. We need, for example, the bylaws needs to change in the sense that you cannot become a member of the platform for progress if you're a member of another party. We even have that in the current bylaws. No, we cannot do it anymore. You know, you're not a member unless you first pay the membership fee. Well, you cannot live without money. And if you cannot pay X amount of, let's say, $30 now a year, you're not really serious about that. If that's the only commitment you make, make at least one. Liking on Facebook is not commitment. Acting, working on establishing powerful organization is some kind of commitment. Do something. And so we have to be serious, understand exactly what we, who we are, what we have, how far we can get to decide what the realistic goals are for elections 2024. And I think those are really, really, really not crucial. We have to do better than in 22. If we are not doing better, we have to sit down and seriously talk about is this world continuing. Um, so that's where we are now.